0: Hi everyone, welcome to Go With The Flow, Yoga Conversations with Ben and Rihanna. I'm Rihanna.
1: And I'm Ben. Welcome.
0: Okay, so it's our first episode. Yes. And I think it's very timely given that it is also the first day of our fourth batch
1: Of yoga teacher training. Yes, Yes, that's true.
0: Congratulations to us. Congratulations. (laughs) So with the new year, um, Ben and I have decided to kind of... I don't know if we're doing this more for ourselves. And we just enjoy the conversation of yoga and want to involve people in it as well. So yeah, welcome to Go With The Flow. And we're excited. And for today's episode, we're going to be tackling... Um, how Ben and I came about
1: mm-hmm.
0: our yoga practice or got into the map in the first place. Yeah.
1: We are excited, but to be honest, um, kind of terrified also because of, well, this is the first time we're doing it, of course. And uh, we do know that a lot of people have asked us this question in person. And uh, we'd like to share our stories also, hopefully to help kind of, you know, validate how people have come into the practice um, and validate your experience as a beginner in the, in the yoga practice as well. And the things that you can look forward to, like, you know, Agreed. as you progress in this Uh, practice that we've grown to love yeah where do we begin though
0: um so at the start uh yeah
1: yeah you 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 got into yoga earlier than i did um i got into yoga in 2010 and i think you got a bit earlier than me because i know that my teachers were your batchmates that's true in teacher training (laughs) so you were already a teacher before i got in yeah to the practice.
0: So, do you wanna go first? No, you go first okay. because you are. I'm a. a I'm a bigger dinosaur. <laughs> so, um, well, uh, when I started my yoga practice, it was, um, it was at a time where yoga was not a thing. Yeah. It was at a time where yoga was not in mm. in the way it is now. So back in you know earlier 2000s um there weren't even any studios Mm -hmm. so studios like well beyond and yoga plus and urban ashram uh, didn't exist yet so just a few um yoga studios existed and most of the practice was at home Mm -hmm. with teachers um who were just getting into it and i feel that I came into the yoga practice right at a perfect time in my life where um, I was uh, mourning the death of, like, my grandfather. God, yeah. it got so dark so fast. <laughs> no, but I think that most of us come into the mat looking for something yes. more than just exercise. Yeah.
1: Um, what year was this?
0: This was 2008. Yeah. 2008 and um, I was in the middle of like uh, I was in college working part-time and then moving on to this high-stress job that I had and um, I came onto the mat trying to find some sort of solace yeah and apart from that I had been a pretty physically active person and I wanted something more yeah um so the very first time i ever practiced yoga was um crazy and it's not a typical story where i kind of realized that there were lots of things i couldn't do it came pretty easily yeah but then i think the main thing that i noticed was the amount of rage yeah that came from being impatient which i am and being um Taking my body into a place that I wasn't used to. So I think that was the challenge. And yeah, uh, I would say I fell in love with it immediately because I like the challenge of it. Well, of course, now my practice has changed. But then during that time, I think I needed a really physical let out for whatever I was feeling. And I think processing the death of yeah. my dad and my grandfather in yeah. like two years yeah. straight back-to-back was really yeah. an eye-opener for me. And I think um, yoga comes at the perfect time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I never looked back since. Yeah. And definitely my practice has changed now that I am older. When I was younger, I think it was it's a bigger deal. Yeah. The achievement I'm doing I'm doing um air quotes quotes (laughs) because you can't see but I think the achievement aspect was an important thing and I think it's lessons that um you have to learn so because I was an extremely competitive person I did go through you know my share of crazy back injuries that were you know that were kind of traumatizing it's like I had to go through therapy and like be okay with yeah. backing off of postures that came super easily because I, I had been flexible all my life and yeah. i had built strength um in my practice mm-hmm. and that's something that i really worked on so um having that back injury from being overly competitive this was yeah. in a drop back yeah. in a um and not anyone else's fault but mine because i was like a I was a donkey, super stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> and like forced my way and muscled my way in. And I think that was the first time where I found that I am okay being where I am mm-hmm. and that I don't need to be anywhere really. Which I think, you know, is the ultimate lesson. Yeah. But you learn when you come into your practice I'm just
1: curious because when I got into yoga there was I was my first practice was in a studio yeah where was your first class
0: my first class was in a house where in a house um, my my tita's house and and then there was a teacher QC yeah okay and then
1: do you remember who your teacher was no Okay. (laughs) okay and do you remember the style just they just
0: called it yoga, yoga at the time yoga. so it wasn't even anything really but it was just like oh my gosh yeah. um, what is this weird thing and um, by the time I became a teacher yeah. it still wasn't cool mm-hmm. yet in 2010 yeah so yeah
1: so between the first class and the time when you became a teacher mm-hmm. because that that ties up to my
0: yeah (laughs)
1: becoming a student yeah what was it like you know like deciding to become a teacher and coming from that experience you know there were no studios and you were just basically i mean i can imagine that like the career possibilities oh non-existent
0: no that was not a thing
1: then why did you decide to be a teacher. another Because I'm impractical.
0: <laughs> but, uh, I took my training because my cousin encouraged yeah. me to. So, I did my first training at Bliss. Yeah. And, um, at that time, and I would, th- I think that it was the very first yeah. vinyasa training in the entire country. Yeah. Or labeled as a vinyasa training. So, I, um, what I was practicing was vinyasa. Yeah. And that was the original thing that I was practicing, I would say. Um, and then, I think it became different in a way that people realized that it could be something for everybody. Yeah. Now, in 2010, I don't think it was a thing. Because yeah. when I was starting to teach, people felt like, um, to Bayan, is that yeah. a cult? Is yeah. it... Um, You know, I'm not into the chanting and the typical, uh, I have to be flexible Mm. to do it. And I think it was much harder to convince people to take class with me, even if they were my friends. Like, there were a lot of preconceived notions then as there are now. But definitely from the time I started to the time that I started teaching, um, people were definitely starting to come around. Um, and yeah
1: yeah. so what was your motivation really to teach or was it more to deepen what you already were doing
0: I wasn't totally interested in teaching because I had a job yeah. so I worked um, previously for a talent management company that handles local celebrities yeah. so showbiz it was high stress and like there's a lot of um, you know there, well, it's it's a difficult job. It's a really, really difficult job, to say the least. And um, I just needed something for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was so in love with yoga at the time. It's just that I didn't have the time to... I actually took on the training in the middle of that job. Yeah. So it was so hard because it was an intensive. So 30 days straight of um, like 10 hours a day training mm-hmm. and... Um, I had to manage phone calls in the middle and stepping out sometimes. So it was it was really challenging to manage at that time. Um, and then there, I, I came into the teaching path just to deepen my practice. Because yeah. I, I didn't see yeah. teaching as a viable career, really. Yeah.
1: But when you say that you got into yoga to deal with uh, grief Mm -hmm. were you able to find that resolution because of the practice or did, did it really feel like it helped you
0: at that time I would like to think that it was a way for me to kind of well I don't think that I was aware at that time but I think it really helped me manage the emotion of dealing with like two deaths in a row and really close to each other which was super hard to process and i think the yoga kind of helped take me at a a more even emotional state a place that was more stable and calm and um yeah it helped me so much that you know there there there's inevitably this need to want to learn more about it beyond the um hour and a half Or R 15. There was no R 15 at the time. It was an hour and a half in 2010. um, Or back in the day. um, An hour and a half for the class. It's not enough. And I think to this day, it's not enough. Where we've actually shortened um, the amount of time we have. Because, you know, life goes on. People are busy. But then, there's something about being disciplined in your practice that makes you crave for more mm. and understand why it works so mm. that's basically what my driving force was
1: yeah. and i'm sure it's wildly different like it's almost what it's your 10th year practicing or yeah
0: more? yeah i would yeah around it's gonna be your 10th year mm-hmm. this year
1: how wildly different is it or how wildly similar is it compared to the first class or the first time that you were practicing?
0: Well, I think uh, with any... When you come into a decade of practice yeah. and like really seeing how you've changed as the practice... You, you've taken the practice with you as you've grown up because it was a transition from college to like fully working. Yeah. Um, and I think you realize that there were... There are a lot of things just like everybody like the, like I said, the achievement factor kind of goes mm-hmm. out the window. And I think I use it also, yes, just to get the sweat. And I think that doesn't change for every, I, I don't think that changes much because it feels nice to do it mm-hmm. on a physical level. But I think um, apart from all that benefit, I think it connects you to you mm-hmm. and brings you back to you and kind of helps you find um, more connection to who you are and what you're like and what you're like when things are hard. Mm -hmm. So, I think those lessons you pick up along the way and you learn how to deal with discomfort Yeah. and, yeah, Mm -hmm. and figure out what makes you tick ultimately.
1: Yeah. I was mentioning a while ago how your practice ties in with mine because my first teacher's were Rihanna's classmates yes. in teacher training. <laughs> but I can talk about that more later after we take a very short break. So we're gonna be back and uh, yeah, find out how
0: Ben comes into his yes, practice now.
1: Uh, and how it's all related.
0: We'll be back. Okay,
1: we're back and we're back so it's my turn uh, to talk about how I got into yoga so we were talking about your teacher training which happens to be my teachers my first teachers teacher training yeah. so it was Charmaine and Paolo who were my first uh, teachers mm-hmm. and I actually forgot where the studio was it so we had two studios. Really? Uh, it first was it, it was either in Ortigas in yeah. Medical Plaza or in Not even
0: Studios. Well it's like it'll...
1: it's like a, a space. space. <laughs> yeah. An empty space with uh, you know, a, I think it was um, marble flooring. So it's we it was very Cold. hard. <laughs> <laughs> but we also had like a space in Echo Yoga, the old Echo Yoga, the one in Perea. Oh my In Makati. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. And now it's the Romula Peace Center. with
0: oh. Which is
1: Liana's, Liana Romulo's space. Yeah. Um, it was... That one was wood flooring. So it was a lot kinder on <laughs> people's <laughs> knees. But we had those spaces because uh, Charmaine and Paolo started Yoga for Life. So Yoga for Life is a foundation which offers... Uh, Donation based yoga for people living with HIV. So I got into it because someone close to me uh, was diagnosed with, with um HIV. Oh. And uh, back then, this was twenty ten, um there really was no support group for people living with HIV in the Philippines.
0: I, I don't mean, I don't think people spoke about it either. No,
1: like at that time, I think it was like uh, no one really knew how to navigate that environment at the
0: time. It was kind of taboo then, you know. What yeah, I to mean? talk
1: about it. There's
0: a, there was a. Um,
1: there's stigma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the word. There's stigma. There's discrimination around HIV. Mm-hmm. So, looking for sorry, looking for I clapped. <laughs> Maybe they heard that. Uh, looking for services that are related to people living with HIV is hard and not just for the person themselves but Mm -hmm. also for people who support them yes so aside from it being for uh this person it was also for me and my friends who are supporting people living with HIV because it can also be you know stressful now it's like the same way how um it's like the same way how um uh, you know, people who are, let let's say terminally ill. Yeah. Of course, it's stressful for them, but imagine how people who care for them. Yeah, feel. it's hard too.
0: It's yeah. hard
1: too. Not that HIV is a terminally, is a terminal disease, but. Uh,
0: it's that, something you you live with. Yeah. And you have to manage.
1: The anxiety is the same. You know the uh, the 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 issues around mental health are similar because, Agreed. you know, some people...
0: There still is stigma. Yes.
1: If, up until now, you can you can get depression. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people living with HIV have uh, anxiety. They develop it. Yeah, because yeah. of, like, the stigma mainly. Agreed. So, in 2010, this was a big thing. I mean, a big deal for people to get yeah. this kind of support. Not just... Because there was none available but also because you know back then yoga was very expensive remember yeah like compared to now it's not as accessible like
0: it was mostly I think because it was in a private setting yeah
1: and there were very few teachers few yeah so it was really hard to you know give yoga classes uh because there was really no venue for for uh for yoga back
0: then yeah totally
1: and um for us being able to give it uh, at a donation based uh, you know, setup was really quite groundbreaking and also very helpful. Yeah. Um so did it help us? Yes, for sure. And
0: I remember actually when I remember the conversations they would have also yeah. during training they actually birthed the idea while we were in teacher training. Yes. So even even when we were in the middle of our two hundred hour training, it was already an idea they had. Yeah. And Paolo and Charmaine I remember got very close during yeah. it. So I was so happy to see them see it come into fruition yeah. at the time.
1: Yeah. And even until now, Yoga for Life is still offering classes, so it's still going mm-hmm. strong And we have a lot of new teachers. Nine years. Yeah, nine years.
0: Nine years. Yeah, nine years. So I'm the same age, yoga teacher age. Yoga
1: teacher age as Yoga for Life, yes. Um, But for us, like now that we have more teachers, it's become more sustainable to help other people. And I think that's great. And uh, coming into the yoga practice, it... Uh, it really was a lot of help for me to deal with, you know, whatever anxiety that uh, we develop. I mean, as oh. as a gay person, also, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of, uh, because we are at risk to HIV, there's yes. also a lot of stigma around that. Yeah. So, there are, even if you don't have HIV, you will have, you will develop a certain degree of stress like at the men, you know, mental health stress because of your identity yeah and how society perceives you
0: how do you think um, taking yoga helped you as um, someone who has people close to them yeah. that had um, HIV how did it help you
1: I think my biggest realization is that yoga is an equalizer you know like when you're on the mat and when you see people doing the same things breathing the same you know the way that they breathe and just doing yoga no status no HIV status not even wealth or gender agree it doesn't matter I mean yoga does not look at all of these things and then you kind of feel that at the very core you're all the same Everything else is like just uh you know, window dressing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like your status is just window dressing, your your wealth is just a display. Like it's not it's who not you an, are. Yeah, it's not who ultimately. you are. Ultimately. I understand. And and it's nice because people in the practice also show this like outside the man Like when they deal with you uh, outside the mat they deal with you as an individual yeah. who is their equal so there's I, I think I've met a lot of wonderful people through the yoga practice who have same. Helped me not you, just me yes, you, you are one <laughs> and then we've you know it's very empowering to meet people who are empowered and who feel that you know you are essentially the same as they are like there's no we need we don't need to put labels on people it's just we deal with each other at an individual and equal level so it's it's a great help if you are going through i think i guess any illness it helps you see your illness as just something Mm -hmm. you know that you go through it's not your identity
0: i think that's what um i think is hard especially when because like i have some people around me also who suffer from mental illness yes. and I think it's very difficult for them to dis not that you disassociate but yeah. kind of it is just one aspect yeah. so I think for those of for those loved ones of mine mm-hmm. who will go through um, um, struggling or dealing or living with mental illness yeah. I think it it becomes a place of you know a place where you can find out all the things that you are capable of doing because yeah. i think when you think that you are your illness it, it it's very limiting yeah. and it's very um it makes you feel isolated almost yeah.
1: today in teacher training we talked about how we are not our thoughts so in the same way we are not our disease we are not our condition we are
0: not our income yes or social
1: status we are not even our gender and what society dictates us to be and that's very empowering Um, you would think that you know it's just a matter of moving your arms or moving your legs but really yoga teaches you a lot of things uh, at a very profound level and I think that's why I got stuck with the yoga practice. Um, <laughs> you I did, say stuck
0: like it's a bad thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's can, a good stuff though. Yeah, good stuff. I mean stuck. yoga
1: doesn't judge. Like there's no there's no bad stuff or good stuff. You're just stuck but, you know, you like it. <laughs> yeah. Um I I mean I've I've done other, you know, physical activities before. Same. Like team sports or individual sports. But there's a big difference in terms of how much more how how profound the effect of yoga is in yeah. one's life. Yeah, you really feel it. Like, um, it's something that makes you want to go back and do it again. Agree. Uh, even if it's it can be physically challenging, or emotionally demanding sometimes because you have to deal with your pride <laughs> or you have to deal with your ego. Um, there really is something that hooks you, and keeps you practicing and looking for something. Yeah. something more or so, just something
0: you know? so coming into it from this perspective yeah. and um, finding it as a you know same as me like a place of solace from yeah. you know the difficulty of what goes on in your life and it's not easy seeing loved ones you know sick or pass away yeah. <laughs> you know and what made you um, take the step from practicing it to teaching it was it something like like for me like we mentioned earlier i just wanted to know more about it because i felt i need to know why this this stuff works yeah um how was it for you
1: well i knew it works i had like i i saw progress happen and at a certain point we had a lot i mean in yoga for life we had a lot of students coming in and we only had two teachers um, and it's starting to burn them out so uh, our organization decided that we needed to have a lot more new teachers so that we can help other people and that's really the main driving point because I know it works I don't exactly know how <laughs> but I want it to work for more people because we see it helps them you know really go through life in a very you know uh, in a manner that has less stress you know less pressure yeah. uh, they live healthily and that's what led me to do my teacher training because we wanted to keep doing what we do and career wise I, I mean I, I was doing something else also
0: you were you were corporate
1: I was corporate yeah and um and i really didn't see myself going you know full-time into yoga but here i am (laughs) and
0: i think at that time yoga teaching yoga because it wasn't something that it that was easily available like it's not something that you like in the end at the end of the day like um see yourself doing full yeah. time because it didn't seem sustainable then because yeah. there, were, there were barely any studios and not many people practicing yeah. it as opposed to now and today yeah. where people want to do yoga and people have finally come to like well see the light yeah. air coats again mm-hmm. um, as to why it's I mean not just cool it's yeah. not fad it's not faddy, it's yeah. not a fad like you know it's not your typical workout that's going to die down although even when people come into the mat for most of, for the most part a lot of people see it as a form of exercise yeah. and that that is other people's main reason for coming into it yeah. and sticking to it hmm. which is super valid but i think it is inevitable and if you're in it long enough i think you have no choice to kind of see the benefit of it beyond just the exercise and the sweat yeah. and the fat burn and yeah. the toning and the shaping. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think it's because of the growth of uh, the studios also. And even gyms are offering yoga.
0: I know, it's you know? great. It's and great. And
1: you, you, you do have a lot more people coming into the yoga practice which we love because i mean either way you get in to the practice it's, it's, all, a, good. You know, it's all good <laughs> it's a valid way of getting in i mean who is judging anyway i know there are some people out there who would say like you know you have to go into yoga a certain way but i mean personally for me what however you got into it like even if it's youtube videos or or what else is out there and I app.
0: did I did that at some point when I was in college because yeah. I couldn't afford to go to
1: A studio. the classes yeah. and the
0: studio so I did like the yoga DVD so yeah. like I did Sadie Nardini yeah. who eventually came to yeah. Beyond yeah and signed my DVD I did wow,
1: DVD. <laughs> yeah
0: and Rodney Yee and yeah. like Richard Freeman who's yeah. also coming Yeah. Um, this year. This month. I think. Oh this month.
1: January. Is it January? Yeah, yeah, this month. Yeah. So
0: you know, it's it's nice to see how things have come around and mm-hmm. I think you know, hearing your story in detail, I yeah. think, is proof that regardless of you know how you came into it, it's you end up in the same place. Yes
1: we know that there are many reasons how you can get into the practice whether it's through a friend or through a family member or maybe a youtube uh, yoga teacher an app there's a lot of apps out there also (laughs) we want to hear your story so if you're interested you can share by maybe commenting on wherever this podcast is published. Um, maybe you'll see us on Facebook or on Instagram. Yeah. Share your stories with us. We'd love to hear them.
0: So, um, I think ultimately, realizing where your yoga practice comes from and for whatever reason it is you get on the map mm-hmm. is, you know, it's... I love hearing people's stories because, you know, it makes you, it reinforces the belief I have, that we have, that, you know, yoga really finds a way to creep in and make changes whether or not you are aware of them Mm. or whether or not you'd like to admit it. There really are um, uh, immeasurable benefits on every sing, in every single aspect. Mm. So, yeah. And I think, I love seeing how, you know, the landscape of the Philippines, of yoga, the landscape of yoga in the Philippines has come about and how, you know, people are, air quotes, woke. Yeah. And it's cool to be, to find your, self-care it's cool to find um you know to be to be a more mindful person in terms of how you are and the way you live your life and i think that's so refreshing and i really believe that yoga is such a huge part of that
1: yeah and hearing all of these stories tells me or informs me that yoga is really for everyone there is a practice for you there's a teacher for you it might not be me or Rihanna <laughs> but I'm sure there is a teacher that you will resonate with out I agree. there and that's what's great about you know having a lot of new teachers as well is that you hear a lot of um, ways of seeing the practice that are really fresh and new and informs even someone as dinosaur as we are well not really to be honest there are a lot more (laughs) dinosaur yogis out there I still
0: I still feel like um
1: very new yeah this practice yeah
0: I would say so
1: and I, I I would I would think that like senior teachers also still feel very new yeah. Even if they've been doing it for sixty years or, <laughs> I agree. or seventy years, yeah, there's always a new way of looking at yoga that is fresh and informative and refreshing. I agree. And that's always a great. Thing.
0: And the paths are all towards the same yes. place, which I love. Yes.
1: So I guess with that, we can end our uh, first, first episode, episode. <laughs> Uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say about uh, whether those
0: comments are good or bad <laughs> I will we will take them yes
1: we'll take everything <laughs> um, also if you want to hear a specific topic to be talked about
0: or you want to hear someone on yes. the podcast I, we'd love to reach out yes. maybe um, there yeah. are
1: there will be some information available on the description of this podcast about how to reach us uh, we are all over social media. Yeah,
0: you can check our social media below, and yeah, That's, thank you for joining us. <laughs> so once again, this is Go with the Flow Yoga Conversations with Ben and Rihanna. My name is Rihanna, and I am
1: Ben. Namaste. Namaste.